Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. And today, we are reading from the new book I just released this month called Record Label Marketing Strategies. And you can grab it now on Amazon by going to otherrecordlabels.com slash book. And today's topic is from chapter 15 called Leveraging the Power of Lead Time. So, Here's, let me explain a a little bit here. The book is actually divided into two sections, record label brand marketing and artist and release marketing. And it was important for me to specify these two categories of marketing because the things we do on our labels, social media, the behind the scenes content, the events, the aesthetic branding, these are initiatives that push our record labels brand forward. And then there's the tasks like pitching a new release to journalists or playlist curators or helping an artist build a little website. These are artist and release marketing initiatives. So our time is split between these two categories. And in the early days, more of your marketing efforts may be put towards promoting and building up your label's brand. And then years later, once that is established, more of your time is spent promoting artists and their new releases and back cataloged. So this topic of like brand marketing versus artist marketing, this is a subtopic I think we'll go into one day, but today I want to focus on lead time and leveraging lead time when preparing a single EP or full album for release day. Essentially, lead time is the amount of time from the start of an album to its release date. More specifically, in marketing for a new release, I consider lead time to be the time between when the masters are complete and when the album or single is released to the public. So that lead time is that window. A lot of independent artists, uh, I've seen this before, will finish recording on a Saturday They, they in their home studio. They can master it themselves or online on a Sunday and then release it on a Monday. And Don't get me wrong, we'll talk about this. There's something beautiful about the spontaneity of home recording and the ease of distribution that technology provides us today. However, a negative byproduct of this immediacy is the the failure of artists and, and some of us labels as well to give the audience the joy of anticipation and also to giving time for press and playlist curators. Uh, and it also just creates more chances for your record to succeed when you stagger, you know, your singles and you kind of have a little bit of a, uh, a lead up to an album release. So here's how to build lead time into your upcoming album campaign. I've got three ways uh, that that will help give your new releases a nice buffer of time. So number one is to create a workback schedule. Here's how a workback schedule works. Let's say you're hosting, I'll use an analogy. Let's say you're hosting a birthday party on Saturday at 8 p.m. That means you'll need to go pick up the cake at 5 p.m. before the guests arrive and before the cake store closes. But to pick up the cake on Saturday afternoon, you'll have had to have needed to order the cake a few days prior. Separately, you'll have needed to invite your guests a week or two before the night to make sure they're free. If your party has a theme or a special gift for the guest of honor, you'll need to make sure you start planning for that even a month or more in advance. So this is how a work back schedule works. There are things that need to happen for the next thing to happen, like dominoes. Once you've picked a release date for your album or single, begin by working backwards from that date. Identify ahead of time any deliverables that need to be acquired for your release day to be a success. So usually 
I start by making a list of things I want to accomplish. So big things first, like cassette release is on, like just make a, almost a checklist um, on a piece of paper or, or in Google Sheets or something. We'll say, okay, what are the things we want to do for this album campaign? Uh, we want to do a cassette release. We want to do a vinyl release. We want to record a music video. We want to, let's pitch it to Rolling Stone. That's one of the artist's goals. Let's get a feature in a magazine that we like. Um, there's a specific playlister who has a great Spotify playlist that's really popular and really well engaged. And I think they would like this track. So we want to make sure we pitch to them. So then we plot these tasks that we have on our list. We plot these tasks on a visual timeline based on when they need to be started or completed. For example, if my total lead time is six months, you can imagine this linear line, linear line, that's redundant, but you imagine this line. If my total lead time is six months and vinyl production takes the full six months, then that's the first thing on my work back schedule is to initiate that, to get that started. And from that, you may even need to break down some of these big tasks like vinyl production uh, into smaller tasks. So for example, our vinyl manufacturing timelines start when you submit the art and music and pay your deposit. So that's when, you know, when your when your plant says it'll take six months or eight months or 12 months to, to make this record, that timeline is not from this conversation happening with your sales rep. It's that timeline is happening when you've given them the artwork, they've received and downloaded the artwork, you've paid your deposit, they have the music. Uh, that's that's how it works. So you can you can see how a lot of us underestimate how long these simple things take. Um, going back to the example of, of vinyl, even after you've paid your deposit or before you paid your deposit, you have to have that conversation about what does our artwork look like and, and what is the package of this vinyl? How expensive are we going to go? How special are we going to go? What's the vinyl color? So you can see how we underestimate how long these things take. These tasks like making merch or making vinyl or handwriting postcards to previous customers, these things have, been, have to be given a deadline. But more importantly, they need to be given a start time that is realistic relative to your deadline. So that's how a work back schedule works. I've talked about this in our in a previous episode a few years ago, <clears throat> and we have a sample work back schedule in our marketing course that people get when they pick up the marketing course, they can download that to help them. I, it's something I've done um, since the very beginning. It's it, it's you know something that I kind of learned in in working in a in a, a different business, not in in in, in the music industry, but it, it's I mean it's just so critical. Um, and it's, it's really helpful. It really is helpful. And it gives you so much clarity too, because I've had these conversations with artists where they say, you know, we might be a month out from the release date and, and there's something that they want to do. They want to film a music video as an example. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the idea? So we need to brainstorm it. We need to find a director and this director, uh, is now booking three months out and the release is coming, you know, and you want to have it out before the release. Well, like you just look at the math, it's not going to work. And so do we want to work with another director or do we want to, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the work back schedule really dictates, um, what we can and what we can't do. The second, uh, tip to build lead time into your campaign is to start the campaign early. So we've just talked in depth about how a work back schedule can shine a light on how long simple objectives take and how a generous lead time enables all of your promotional plans. So you really should consider starting the campaign early, like really early. 
I mentioned how lead time is the time between having your audio masters in hand and when the album's release day is, but you shouldn't be confined to that window. We did a release roadmap series a couple years ago where I talked to the team behind Phoebe Bridger's latest record. And you can listen to that episode and all the episodes in that little series um, by going to otherrecordlabels.com slash roadmap. I wanted to record more of these series, but they're kind of hard to to book book these teams. But we were privileged enough to, to talk with Phoebe Bridger's team. And that team met with Phoebe while she was still in the studio working on the album that would become Punisher. And they talked about artwork ideas, um, an album title. They heard some of the songs and discussed the first single. This is a great time, the recording phase or mid-production, to meet with your artist, ask, ask them about their hopes and dreams for this new single or EP or LP. What formats would they like to have the album on? Tell them you'll get some quotes and start to get an idea of what vinyl manufacturing will cost. We spoke with a vinyl company years ago, and um, there's no harm in reaching out to a rep and starting to get quotes months and months and months before you're even ready to submit the project and pay your deposit. There's no harm. They, they have no problem with that. They'll probably appreciate uh, just how on the ball you are. So that's not, that's not an issue. You can totally do that. Uh, you can talk with the artists about their ideas for album artwork. Um, you can, what, what do you think the, the um, first singles should be? Um, talk to them about um, what formats they want to have the album on. Um, you know, talking about the budget, uh, giving them some ideas ahead of time about the budget. Like I mentioned before, this can really dictate what you can and what you can't do, especially if um, a lot of this is coming out of the artist's own personal budget or recoupables. Uh, when do they want to have a new single out? What? When does it work with their plans? Um, this isn't part of the lead time, right? This The album is still in progress, but it's a great time to get started. And this type of early initiative will ultimately create our lead time buffer. And the final thing, number three, is delaying your release date announcement. And I talk about this in the book, talk about all this in the book, but if you are patient enough, it is best if you wait until your test pressings are in hand before you set an official release date. Or if you're only releasing digitally, wait until the album is mastered. Some of you may find that hard to believe and hard to accomplish, but you must allow for anything or everything to go wrong in this whole process. And so the artist can be indecisive about album artwork. I've had that before. The mix engineer could be backed up with other projects. I've had that before. Uh, or the test pressings might have errors in them that will significantly delay the vinyl pressing. I've had that before. <laughs> so to con to compensate for some of these potential holdups, you and the artist should wait as far into the process as possible to announce your release date. This doesn't mean you can't internally pick a release date much earlier. I encourage that. But announcing your release date too early Let's the cat out of the bag and it makes it harder for you to change that date if something comes up that will delay the process. Changing a release date after it's announced will make you and the artist look disorganized at best and at worst, unprofessional. And we don't want that. You can't be too early when it comes to planning an album release. Only bad things come from being rushed. Remember this great quote. I've said it a million times. You've heard it all over the place. I think it's Benjamin Franklin. Who cares who said it? Failing to plan is planning to fail. 
the length of your lead time is ultimately up to you. So set yourself a generous deadline that budgets in extra time that you're capable of beating. So there's two caveats before we, before we wrap up. I know you, you've got some things in the back of your mind. You're saying, Scott, what about this? What about this? There's the two caveats, two things to keep in mind that might go against everything I just said. Number one is the surprise drop. I've done this before. It was one of the most exciting times in my label. And, and honestly, we did this in 2012. And I'd like to think we beat we beat out Beyonce and and all of these other, um, and Frank Ocean and all these other people who, who do these surprise drops. Because we did it in the fall of 2012, uh, 10 years ago. Oh my gosh, it's probably coming up on our 10-year anniversary. I should probably message that artist. Um, but anyway, we did the surprise drop. We announced it on Friday that, um, his debut album was coming out on Monday or Tuesday was release day. So maybe we announced it on Sunday and, and it was coming out two days later. It was so much fun. Having sufficient lead time is something I recommend most of the time. However, there is still something really special about a surprise album release. Artists of all sizes and popularity levels still surprise drop records by announcing the album's existence the day of or the day before it's released or a couple days like we did, this technique uses the element of surprise as the main source of promotion. So if a traditional album campaign is a jet taking off from taxiing, then a surprise album release is a rocket leaving the earth in a few seconds. But you got to understand this. Once an album and all of its potential singles has been released out into the world all at once, that mystery can't be reclaimed. And that those opportunities to submit each one two weeks apart to Spotify for Artists editorial team for consideration to be put on a playlist, that's gone. Those are all gone. That can never happen again. So make sure you think twice about a surprise release. Consider giving one or two singles their own day in the sun. I did a surprise release for one of my own albums in 2013 because the surprise release worked so well for 20, in 2012. Now, this was before we could pitch individual singles to Spotify for artists, and I've had success with that. So I wouldn't, nowadays, I wouldn't give up that, that opportunity to pre-pitch, you know, three or four singles before the album campaign. But I did an album, and I don't think I would do an album surprise drop ever again, um, unless it was an EP, um, that was kind of like a, a, you know, a one-off. It wasn't like part of like my proper canon of, of releases. You know what I mean? If it was just kind of a cool EP I was doing, uh, or it was a live album or an acoustic album. I've done that before. Um, I think I did an acoustic album to tape during COVID and I, I dropped it right away. Um, so there is still room for that, but, um, when it's a proper studio album, I, I think I'd like to do it. Um, proper. So that's just uh, something to keep in mind. I'm not against surprise album drops, um, but ultimately utilizing a good amount of lead time has worked the best for me. The second little caveat I wanted to mention is that a generous amount of lead time often will give you permission to procrastinate. And that's a bad thing. Lead time can actually cause procrastination. In some ways, lead time is great because it allows for procrastination. You're like, okay, well, we don't need to stress because we we have the album done and it's six months until release day. Um, but too much lead time is dangerous because it actually gives us permission to procrastinate. We think we can procrastinate. We think that this lead time is a gift um, and, and encouraging us to, to procrastinate. So that's just something I want you to keep in mind. 
Um, in fact, I have an EP um, uh, that I finished up in September. It was mastered in September and I was going to release it in November. But uh, I, I've, I had a lot of things going on in November and I thought, you know what, I'm going to put it out in the end of January. Um, and because uh, I've got nothing going on there, I'll just be grateful to have that release in January. So it was sent to the distributor in September, uh, September, October, November, December, January. So five months early from release day. And since then, we're in October now, I've forgotten about it. I've completely forgotten about it. And I think I'm doing a pre-release in a couple of weeks. I wanted to send that album like three or four months to ahead of time to Bandcamp Editorial because the last time I did that, last time I sent an album so early to Bandcamp Editorial, they got back to me on the same day and, and they said they would put it in schedule to be promoted. So I know that being early is helpful, but because I was so early on this EP, five months, I've just been procrastinating and not doing what I should be doing. So just keep that in mind. Those two caveats, the surprise drop. I know a lot of you guys like that. That's cool. Just be very considerate about it. Weigh the pros and cons of a, of a, of a surprise drop. And then just watch out for procrastination. When you have so much time, it's easier to procrastinate. So this concept of lead time is from the new book, Record Label Marketing Strategies. Grab a copy on Amazon. And if you already have, and so many of, uh, of you have, I, I'm very, very grateful for that. Thank you. Please go and leave a glowing review. It actually helps a ton for other people to discover the book. So I'd really appreciate that if you've already grabbed a copy um, to go ahead and, and just just rate. I know you can only give it five stars. I, I know I apologize for that. I, I, it would be great if you could give it six or seven or eight. I know, I know you're thinking that. Uh, you can try. Try to give it more than five stars. But... Um, you know, five five stars will suffice. You can learn more about the book uh, at otherrecordlabels.com slash book and our release roadmap episodes that I mentioned in this episode uh, and a roadmap template is something you might also be interested in and find helpful. And you can grab that at otherrecordlabels.com slash roadmap. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>